Good morning, everyone. Here we go. Another edition, a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. I'm Steve Cashel, the Chicago Bulls radio host, joined, as always, by my co-host. He is Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, also one of the team doctors for the Chicago White Sox. Dr. Cole, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Steve. Great to be here. Yeah, a lot to do in the next half hour. Now, recently, we're going to start with this. You were in New York City for the second annual NBA Players Association meetings, and you got to deliver a presentation. What was that all about? Well, first of all, the, it's interesting. If you, you know, uh, Chicago is famous for having all these like medical specialty society offices, the AMA, and also, you know, law, the American Bar, all that stuff. New York has all the franchise main offices, right? So the Players Association for the NFL, for the NBA, for MLB, all of that's there, and the sure. main offices. And they all have their main offices and most of their Players Association. The Players Association is like a Basically, for lack of a better term, sign up sort of a club for the players. Union, yeah. You know. So the union, their dues and so forth, goes to support this. So it's in the the midtownish area. It's a two story or two floor uh, uh, um, facility that has an awesome gym. It's got a workout facility. Teams will go there off season, or players will go there off season to practice. Whenever they're in New York, they have access to it. It's a pretty amazing facility. And um, so this year we had uh, the second annual meeting. So the Players Association is increasingly involved with the NBA Physician Society as well as the NBA in general. But we've in- traditionally not interfaced very much. But now through our research meetings or annual meetings, we have the NBA PA there, and they have we have representation on both sides. So the physicians now have much more communication on the player to the players association and it's important because it has a lot to do with what happens in combine it has to do with getting access to players sharing records second opinions all the things that the players kind of need and want uh, the information gets shared hand firsthand with us and this is a meeting where we picked a couple of controversial areas so I was asked to speak on the management of cartilage problems in NBA athletes and what's interesting is that, through doing the research, say, for this presentation, the frequency of having a cartilage problem in the knee for an NBA player at the age of, say, 18 to 20 is between 40 and 80%. Wow. And and if I and you say, well, how does that compare to me? That's like the 40-year-old or older person. So if I look at the incidence of cartilage problems in someone over the age of 40, it ranges between 20 and 40%. Versus about four to ten percent, and someone less than forty. Yep. In the NBA, the incidence in those athletes mirrors the greater than forty-year-old person. So there's no question that the frequency of problems that get picked up by MRI, which is what these numbers equate to, is actually very high. But what's also fascinating is that most of these cartilage problems never see the light of day in terms of causing symptoms. And in other words, they may have MRI findings, and that's what we're finding in our research, is that they come in, we may get MRIs at combine, we may get MRIs preseason, like on all of our players, and we see these meniscus problems, cartilage problems, and so forth, but we don't really, we can't really make any risk projections in terms of what might or could happen downstream due to the presence of these defects. So we don't necessarily routinely discount a player's asset value, if you will, or how long the contract should be, or should they take the player or not, just based the mere presence of these findings. So it's a very cool area because we're now supported by the Player Association, supported by the NBA, supported by some research grants to actually study how frequently these things happen and then follow players long term over time to see what happens if they actually present with symptoms based upon level of play. Right. So you see something in MRI, but they're asymptomatic. That's correct. And it's hard to say, well, this guy, even though he has some 
deformity or something or a problem in his knee, that right. doesn't mean he's going to be out or right. suffer a torn ACL. Right. Yeah, and from the from a pragmatic point of view, having these scans preseason has been super helpful because if there's any event, minor or major, during the season and we get a new MRI, we compare it to the preseason asymptomatic MRI, we can tell a player that thing was already there likely this is going to be fine. Let's treat it symptomatically, no surgery, get back to your baseline of no symptoms, and really uh, titrate time loss to you know minimize the effects on the team. So it's a very, uh, it's a tremendous benefit to have these preseason tests.